The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works in giving you a boner. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Besides from me reading this, it's made in the U.S. of A. America. And... Since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we'd like to thank them for sponsoring this train wreck of a podcast. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Held. We are the perfect blend of Saints sincerity and stupidity. It's out on the field and is doing like weird thumb stretches and on national television and looking like a, a goddamn weirdo. This guy is not. Got way too excited there. This guy's not going anywhere. People in your house again that you don't know who they are. Yeah. And now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, everybody, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Big Show Monday edition. Andrew will be with us in a second. Dave, the Saints are 5-1, and one, and I never thought <laughs> I would nope. live to see the day right. where after the game, Sean Payton is strutting like a goddamn peacock about his defense <laughs> listen to this soundbite of this of sean payton just rubbing it in jacksonville's face about the saints defense i told our defense i felt like if we had played eight quarters they wouldn't have scored a touchdown today honestly dave did you ever think you would hear be hearing sean payton just gloating like a motherfucker about the saints <laughs> defense after games that they no, would win 13 know- to 6 you heard Teddy Bridgewater like went up to Dennis Allen right after the game and apologized for having to put him in that position, <laughs> which of course they handled masterfully. Um, no, you know what I was thinking about today is, um, you know, we have always said the entire Sean Payton Drew Brees era. We've always said just just give us a defense that's like, t- you know, somewhere in the middle of the pack, just like a decent defense. Just give us a decent defense and the offense, Drew Brees. They'll take care of the rest. We can get to the Super Bowl with that. Um, well, now we've got a fucking good enough defense that's getting us through with Teddy fucking Bridgewater. This defense is carrying this team uh, in in Drew's absence. It's 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 a it's a thing of beauty. I mean, it's fun to watch. It is fun. It is fun to watch. Um, and the thing is. They do, they do, their defense now, they do different things. Like, some weeks they'll blitz a ton. Last, yesterday against Jacksonville, they, they, the plan was kind of a surprise in a sense because, you know, Gardner, Min, Gardner Minshew had been like such hype and he had, you know, everybody's like Minshew mania. He's a great rookie quarterback and blah, blah, blah. Um, the Saints were like, you know, uh, Gardner Minshew, we don't think, we don't think you can throw from the pocket. So we're just going to, like, not really rush that that much and, like, keep you inside the pocket because we don't think you can beat us. And he didn't. He couldn't even complete 50% of his passes, which was remarkable. Um, but, Andrew, you, you joined us after, I'm sure, humiliating uh, some housewife in Charlottesville on the tennis court. 
Uh, I played this soundbite for the people uh, to start of uh, Sean Payton. I told our defense I felt like if we would have played eight quarters, they wouldn't have scored a touchdown today, honestly. Did you ever think you would have the day where Sean Payton would just rub it in another team's face about how good the Saints' defense was uh, after a win? I don't, I don't never, ever never. remember Sean. I don't remember Sean Payton talking like that about the defense. I mean, even when this defense was good, I mean, there was that Spagnola defense that shut out a team. Even they shut out the Bucks, even though they were the worst team <laughs> in the history of the league <laughs> defensively, but. Yeah. Yeah, so, but even then, it was kind of like Haley's Comet, right? Like, Sean Payton, well, Sean Payton wasn't there that season, but it's not like the Saints were ever bragging on their defense because they knew it was just a fluke, you know, when you talk about falling ass backwards into a turnover. So it was kind of like that. But, yeah, the fact that Sean Payton is bragging about his defense now, um, that's, it is bizarre world. <sighs> so uh, this game... Uh, Dave, the, the thing that, that strikes me is that of the defense, you know, we, knew, we knew Cam Jordan is, is great. We know DeMario Davis is becoming great. But to me, the thing that makes this whole defense have the potential to be top five, and oh, by the way, they're giving up 245 yards a game the last three weeks. That would be third in the NFL in yards. I know yards isn't as big a thing as it used to be. Back in the day, but if you're if you're holding the team to under 250 yards, you're going to be good on defense. Uh, I feel like Dave Lattimore has just been this this uh, almost like a cheat code where he can just say Dennis Allen, whatever receiver you want me to just erase, I'll just do that, and then you can do all kinds of crazy shit, whatever you want to do, blitzes, eight, cover with seven, I don't care. Like Lattimore becoming like Deion Sanders, Daryl Revis, it. That's that's the thing that makes this defense special. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he didn't start the season so hot, and we were all kind of a little worried. You know, admit it, Ralph, you were shitting your pants a little bit at the thought of P.J. Williams being our best cornerback. Um, but uh, <laughs> Lattimore, uh, he, he, he turned it back on, and the last, what, three weeks, maybe four weeks, um, he's been awesome, damn near perfect, you know, shutting down Mike Evans, uh, you know, shutting down, uh, uh, Jaguars, Chark or whoever. Um, so yeah. And then that leaves, you know, that leaves an opponent's second receiver. He's the one that's going to have to beat you. And it's not like Eli Apple is, uh, a schlub either. So Hey, hey, Ralph, uh, we're, we're uh, everyone's saying in the, I mean, I hear you guys perfectly, but everyone's saying in the chat that it's buffering a lot. So I don't know if that's on your end. Okay. Andrew, you talk for about one and a half, two minutes, and I think I can fix the problem. Okay. Just talk hey about guys. anything. Talk yeah. about anything. What well, did you do today, Andrew? So, so no. Uh, well, I just got done playing tennis, and uh, it was it was long. I, was, I played a young guy, a young gun. Ralph likes to always. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Make fun of me for playing old ladies. But this time it was actually a kid, a uh, young man in his 20s, and I'm not 20 anymore. So it was maximum suffering for me. 
Mm. You know what we can talk about? I had uh, mentioned this on Twitter. You know, I said it from the very beginning. After the Saints beat the Cowboys, I said that was it for the Cowboys. They are now 0-3 since the Saints beat them when they were originally 3 Met the Saints, and that's over with. And I said on Twitter that what? It, how do NFL teams expect of Drew Brees coming back to this team? And you say what you will about the Cowboys. They were a good team, at least when the Saints faced them. And so you're talking about Seattle at Seattle. You're talking about a divisional opponent in Tampa that's always difficult, Dallas. And this is the next test coming up at Chicago. Like, if they win that and they're 5-0 and with Teddy, who honestly – hasn't even always played great, that would be unbelievable. All right, I think I either fixed the online stream completely or broke it. Hard to know. Yeah, I think you broke it. I think you broke it. It it says you're offline. (laughs) Way to go. It says I'm online for me. Well, let's see. Uh, It says I'm streaming, so I don't know. Um Everyone says you're offline. Yeah, there goes our live stream. I think the, I guess the, I guess the, the, uh, the, uh, the live stream went kaput tonight. Sorry, guys. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, you know, the thing is with this defense though is it, it didn't feel like it was going to be this, uh, after the first couple weeks, right? You know, with, uh, with 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 the Texans, right? You know, it took a fucking miracle for them to beat the Texans, and then the Rams. That's one of the few games Goff has looked decent, um, right? So it's been a surprise. I mean, I'm I'm really surprised at how good they are front to back. I, I Andrew, I thought they were going to have holes. I thought they were going to be Demario Davis and not really good at linebacker. I thought safety, they might be kind of eh. You know, but it's good from front to back. I agree. Yeah, I, I think really right now there's no weaknesses on the Saints um, at all three levels, like you said. You can't run on them. They've got a good pass rush. Their coverage is tight. Um, they've got good safety play over the top, so they tackle well. So they run fast sideline to sideline. So there's really, when you think about, and I, I still say, if you've got a, an explosive athletic tight end and you can get AJ Klein in coverage downfield, maybe, maybe you can expose the Saints a little bit. But you, you've got to be able to run on first and second down to be able to get in those matchups because. You know, the thing is, if you're second and three, you get those matchups. If you're second and nine, then they're putting in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and he's covering that tight end or whatever. So, And no one's been able to run on the Saints. So it starts there, and if Leonard Fournette can't do it and Ezekiel Elliott can't do it, I, I ask the question, who can? Yeah, Ralph's audio sucks. Ralph's all fucked up. Oh, my way. No, I was going to say, my uh, Andrew, the answer is no one is going to run on the Saints. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to feel that way. I mean, the thing is, Jacksonville, that game was close, Dave. Like, Jacksonville had every reason to run Leonard Fournette 30-plus times, and they just mm-hmm. didn't. You know? Yeah. No, I think the game was always within reach uh, for for Jacksonville, it was always winnable or losable uh, to either team, and I mean both defenses played well, but the Saints' defense just played better. Is and the Saints' offense kind of sucked. So well, no, but Andrew, we were talking about it today. The Saints' offense it sucked in the first half, but in the second yes. half it was quietly effective. Let, let's not say great. Let's say effective. Is that fair? Well, they only, they only, yeah, they only had four drives. So, you know, take that for what it is. And, and the first, the first drive was a five-minute drive where they got a field goal. So that's something. The second drive was a six-minute drive over six minutes where they got a touchdown. So that's that's ten. That's ten points right there. Then they go three and out. And then the fourth drive, they get the ball back with 
six minutes, six minutes and nine seconds left, and they run out the entire clock and they finish inside the 10. So, you know, obviously they didn't score there because they ran out the clock, but they could have scored there. And so I, I, I thought three of the four drives were long. They were methodical. The Saints were moving the chains, you know, and they would have put at least 13, if not 17 points uh, if they needed a field goal or a touchdown there at the end. So, you know, 17 points and a half, that's 34 for a game, you know, or 13 would have been 26. So I, I just, I thought the second half was totally fine. It was really just the first half. Yeah, I mean, Dave, another interesting thing is, and I didn't put in my column because my kid was sick and I turned in that column for WWL at like 3.45 a.m. Um, but Latavius Murray, I feel like Sean Payton. Here we go. Let's talk about it. But he didn't trust Latavius Murray, I don't think, going into the game. And he's like, I'm going to run Kamara. And then Kamara got – he had the hurt ankle going into the week. And then he hurt his knee, tweaked his knee. And then Sean Payton, he had to run Latavius Murray. He's like, fuck, Kamara is not healthy enough. I got to I gotta, I gotta lean on Latavius Murray now whether I trust him or not. And he Ralph, showed that he could do it. Play the breaking news clip. Oh, Lord. What do you got, Andrew? What do you got for us? Well, I'm reading Twitter right now. I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet because I was late, but it looks like the Saints are working out a familiar face tomorrow as running back Traveris Cadet is en route to New Orleans. Jesus (laughs) Christ! Mickey Loomis is drunk dialing the X's. Yes. Good God, man. Like, why? Camara is not playing this week. That's what that means. I mean, but does, does Travis Cadet have to play? Like, why him? I don't I, – sign somebody off the practice squad. Bring back Boston from last year. They don't year. know the offense. <laughs> it doesn't matter, Andrew. I don't care. I don't care. I don't Sean want Payton, Travis Cadet Sean on my Payton, television Sean set. Payton needs, Sean Payton needs his receiving back. Wait a and minute. Latavius Murray doesn't do that. We know how this. I'm going to tell you this is going to go. Travis Cadet is going to have two carries for one yard, and he's going to drop a critical third down or a touchdown pass. That's what's going to fucking they, happen. Is have they something. even have they even tried little Jordan at running back yet? <laughs> God knows it's not working out at receiver for him. <laughs> uh, wait, no. Can we please talk about? I mean. I don't understand. You, you know, you were talking about how Sean Payton doesn't trust Latavius Murray. I don't. I, can does anybody have an explanation as to why? I mean, I have not seen anything in the games. I'm not watching practice, obviously. I don't know if he's putting the ball on the ground all the time in practice, but I have seen nothing in regular season play uh, to warrant any sort of distrust. You know, uh, this last game was another good example of it. No, I thought you're right. early in the game, he, he. I thought early in the game he looked good in in the running game and the receiving game uh and then they just they totally they totally go right back to Kamara and they never even go back to him until the second half the third quarter uh maybe even the fourth quarter and it's uh, this really feels like the Reggie Bush Pierre Thomas days where I would constantly have like in the early days of Pierre Thomas where I constantly had to uh, felt felt like I was always going to back back for Pierre and wondering why they never used Pierre Thomas more, um, and it's baffling. And I mean, I just looked before the show. I just looked at season stats to this point, and I mean, him and Murray and Kamara both have like averaged like four point three or four point six yards per carry, which is decent. Uh, There's a pretty big difference between the, those two numbers you just listed. No, 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 no. They but whatever it is, they both have the same number. Uh, they, they either both have 4.3 or 4.6. I don't know. But either way, they are averaging the exact same yards per carry. Uh, obviously, Kamara has more touches. Uh, and then in, in the receiving game, uh, Latavius Murray is average, averaging seven yards a catch uh, with a long of like 30 or something like that. I mean, he's he's a running back. I mean, seven yards for, per catch for a running back is pretty fucking good. Kamara, I think, was at 8.1 yards per catch. I mean, they're... The, the, the stats, the numbers aren't really that much different. Obviously, Kamara is a way better running back and does things that Latavius Murray can't do. But still, I see no reason statistically or or based on the eye test uh, why Latavius Murray isn't getting more you know, touches. I really don't. You know what It was interesting? I was arguing with people on Saints Twitter. I was saying 
that Latavius Murray, before he had the good game that he had Sunday, even as he was having it, I said, Andrew, I said he, Latavius Murray, he feels like 2011-2012 Mark Ingram. And people were arguing with me. They're like, no, no, no. He's way worse than 2011-12 Mark Ingram. Or he's way better. And I looked at the stats, and he's literally fucking exactly the same. (laughs) 3.9 yards per rush. No, 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 no. Latavius Murray has is over four yards per carry now, but going yeah, oh, into now. Sunday. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, but but Andrew, I mean, if Kamara's Nick, like it's gonna be Latavius Murray's show. Like Travis, Cadet, Travis Cadet, he's getting what? Hopefully zero touches. Like, well, I mean, I'm sure Sean Payton will have him in the game plan, and I'm sure. I think he wants to have a contingency if they're throwing every play. You know, if they if they need a running back that all of a sudden, you know, hey, we're down two touchdowns and we need to throw every play. I think Traveris Cadet knows the playbook. You know, he knows the route concepts. He he can catch the ball. And, you know, so I, I think the stuff they ask out of Kamara as a receiver, Latavius Murray can't do a lot of that stuff. I mean, he's been nice in the screen game and he can catch the ball, but – he doesn't offer them kind of the mismatches that Kamara does. And I think Traverse Cadets, he's just better at that stuff. He just is. And he knows the offense. He knows the plays. And so is he Alvin Kamara? Of course not. Is, is he even good? No. But, but I, I do think he is familiar with those plays, and he just has that skill set. You know, obviously it's a light version of Kamara, but he can, he can do that stuff. And so I just think there's going to be certain situations in the game where Sean Payton needs that presence and. Dwayne Washington is not that kind of guy, and and neither is Murray. And so I I just think they bring in Cadet. They see what kind of shape he's in, and if they feel like he's ready to go, uh, then they'll give him a small part of the game plan. And they probably won't play him a ton unless it gets to a point where it's like, hey, two-minute offense, we're throwing every play, in which case he's maybe a better fit for the offense than Murray at times. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing too, Dave. Is you know we'll get into Chicago the Chicago game in just a minute, but more in more in more detail. But you know if they're gonna play this sort of smash mouth lean on the defense football, they're gonna need I think a better running game. That they're gonna need what they got running the ball the second half. Like they can't even when Drew Brees gets back. If they're gonna play the, if they're gonna play this formula of Ball control, defense, and special teams. Running the ball becomes, to me, critical even when Breeze gets back. So they've got, like, Latavius Murray better be freaking good, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Again, I, I, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's been deserving of more playing time and more opportunity. And I feel like he's been underappreciated and underused. And I do think that, uh, if and when, and then very well, maybe in the near future, he gets more touches. I think we'll all be happy with what we see. Uh, we'll see. So, Andrew, you talked about it in your grades. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you said it was probably one of his, maybe his poorest game with the Saints, although he he improved in the second half. Um, you know, and and uh, Deuce Windham put up a thing that, that said, you know, Teddy stats under Sean Payton, as much as we complain about him, all his key stats are better with the Saints than his career with Minnesota, including his sack rate, which is, even though we feel like he takes a lot of sacks, it's down 30% from his career average. Um, so at what point in these, you know, because we're only going to have two more weeks of, of, of a Teddy Bridgewater sample size, what do you think he has to do to sort of get a big contract from a team? Because I don't think he's there yet. Is that fair? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's why I said last week the best thing for Teddy was to not play this week and to end with his game last week, which was great and he looked great and he should have just ended on a high note, but obviously he's got to keep well, playing. For, it. First of all, that he's 4-0. I mean, throw everything 98.4. Really high. He is playing very efficiently. I mean, you, you can say what you will about he doesn't push the ball down the field. Say what you will about 
you know, his, uh, he holds on to the ball too long. Say what you will about his checkdowns, um, all that stuff. There, there are two undeniable things, and that's that his quarterback rating is 98.4, highly efficient. I mean, that's a good Drew Brees season, you know, that, that quarterback rating. And then seven touchdowns, two interceptions. That, those are good ratios. He's 4-0. He's won four games. So I, yeah, I but, Yeah, but what's his DVOA? Well, I, I just think he's done enough. Like some, co- like at the end of the day, coaches when they pick their quarterback, they want to know now: is he getting a major contract? Is someone paying him five years, a hundred million dollars? Is he getting Nick Foles money? No, he he's not getting those things. But is ben he getting? Tampa would like a quarterback that didn't throw five fucking interceptions. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like he, he'll get a, a two-year, thirty-six million dollar deal. I, I I think some team will give him. A mid-level starting quarterback deal, short-term. I think he's earned that. And I, I think short of, like, a huge implosion in Chicago where he goes Jameis Winston and throws five picks, like, if he just – if he throws for 170 yards in that game and they lose but he doesn't turn the ball over, I, I just think people are going to say, you know, Teddy Bridgewater did a good job. Yeah, and you got another team – Tennessee benched Mariota, so they're, I mean, that's pretty much signaling they're done with him. They benched him and went to Tannehill. Tannehill's going to start this week. So that's another team that's going to be looking for a quarterback, you know? Um, so yeah, who, knows, who knows what the Redskins do? I mean, it looks like Dwayne Haskins isn't going to be the guy, oh you know, maybe. T- Teddy should stay. If the options for Teddy Bridgewater are – Stay back up with the Saints or go to Washington. He should stay with the Saints. Like Washington is a fucking dumpster fire, and he should stay. Like that's a stay. That's as big a stay away as the Dolphins to me. Well, but but stay away from the Dolphins was also a finance. There were financial implications there. Like at some point, if the Dolphins had been, hey, we're paying you two years, thirty million, he he would not have been back with the Saints. Let's that's not true. kid ourselves. Like he did pass yeah, on the job, true. but they were offering him two years, ten million. They were not offering him starters money and so they end up signing Fitzpatrick because he went for chump change you know but and that's yeah. what they were offering Teddy so I, I think we need to yes he passed on the Dolphins and an opportunity to start uh, but there was zero financial commitment from them yeah that's fair um before we keep going and and it's unfortunate that um my lazy ass was chit-chatting with Dave before the show and I lazily plugged in my ethernet cable sloppily and it fucked up the live stream but we want to make a big announcement and it's huge this is fucking exciting times my friend can you can you get back on the live or is that it's back it's back it's just it's just buffering it's it's chalky uh still doing that so but this is a huge announcement and and are you playing does it is it are you doing to do the breaking news yeah Breaking news for this show. We are going to have a live Saints Happy Hour podcast at Tracy's in the Irish Channel on December 14th, along with the Bird Calls podcast from the, the, the Birds Right Pelican site. They are going to do their show. We are going to do the, our show live at Tracy's. You can come for free. We're going to have an RSVP link up that we'll start sending out either Tuesday or Wednesday where you RSVP by November 24th. You get a free Saints Happy Hour t-shirt courtesy of us if you just show up and get drunk with us as we do the live show. Knowing our history, it may be a complete dumpster fire. But it's a Saturday night. You can drink before the Colts game on Monday. The Pelicans will be playing. You'll have Zion. So I'm super excited about this. Uh, It's going to be amazing or a disaster. But either way, you get to meet us. You get to drink. It'll be fun. Right? This is this is this is your big opportunity to meet us. You can (laughs) you can shake you can shake Ralph's dead arm hand. (laughs) I mean. Come on. You know, I don't know about coming, but the three of us will definitely be there. Yes. God willing. Uh, you know, it, uh, and my wife. She will be doing day of logistics because she's a wedding planner. I, uh, drafted her. So that'll be funny. So you, so you can meet her if you, if you so, if you so choose. Uh, and I may, I may, uh, berate my family into showing up. My brother. Wait, wait, and, are, wait are you bringing the cats? 
<laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm not bringing the cats. Pack up the cats, dude. <laughs> that is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. Yes, because it's horrible. This idea. <laughs> so that's the big. So that's the big announcement, and we are we are tremendously excited. And this is something that Armchair Media has put together, and I think you guys are gonna love it. Uh, it's going to be super fun. So we'll we'll get the RSVP link out to you soon. But December 14th, mark your calendars, get a babysitter, uh, call your parole officer, do whatever you got to do to get to the live show at Tracy's on December 14th. Um, oh, wait, I just uh, I I just have something to say to Wilfredo Custodio, who uh, had a little something to say about little Jordan saying little Jordan has a better chance of getting a catch than our live stream getting fixed. Uh, I don't appreciate the comment about Lil Jordan. I think that's uh, rude and unnecessary, and he has nothing to do with this this shitty live stream. Leave him I out thought, of it. I, I thought you uh, ditched him as a son. Yeah, but then he was active yesterday, so there's there's still hope. That we can, like, <laughs> you know, I just I just want like one catch. I can't I can't quit you, baby. Lil Jordan, I, mean, I can't quit you, baby. It's cons- Andrew, you're the you're the tape watching statistics guy, and I know people on 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 Twitter today were making fun of me, but I was like, isn't that a huge problem that the Saints have one dude playing thirty percent of the snaps and another dude playing twenty seven percent of the snaps, and neither of them got a fucking target? That's Austin Carr well, and Little Jordan. Well, like well, neither there, of there them. Are two plays. There were two plays I saw where Austin Carr was wide open, and so. You know, I would blame Bridgewater there. I mean, clearly he's not looking their way, but I never saw any opportunity for Lil Jordan. I mean, he's he's just covered like a blanket. He he is not getting open, and so are you. Are you watching the All Twenty Two? Are you sure? Are you watching the All Twenty Two? I'm watching it, man. He's (laughs) he's he sucks. I mean, and and, you know, I'm not even saying this to like be be a dick to Dave. Like I, 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 I. I'm fair. Yeah, not gonna work here anymore, place. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only—I think I saw him on the kickoff coverage team. So my, my theory is the only reason that he sticks is that the Saints are like, yeah, Manuel Butler can't be on the kickoff team, and Lil Jordan can do that. So I guess maybe they feel like, hey, if neither—they're they're both about the same receiver, so we might as well keep the guy that can cover kickoffs. I don't know, um, but at some point. Like if you get zero production out of Austin Carr and Lil Jordan Humphrey, like don't don't you go get somebody else from like the, the street or your practice squad? I mean, I, I don't know, but I I just don't understand for the life of me how these guys keep playing every week. And Austin Carr, like I'll give him credit, like the dude's playing his ass off blocking, and and they have him in on a lot of blocking situations, and you know he he's he's staying connected to the game, but. That little Jordan Humphrey's not doing that. He's not in on the run plays. In fact, every time like it's a pretty big tell that it's a pass. Um, but he's just he's just not making it happen. And neither of them are. Yeah. I mean, seriously, at what, at what point do you just call up Emmanuel Butler or get get another receiver? Like, how long are we just going to go the whole season with Austin Carr and Little Jordan Humphrey doing nothing for this offense? Well, here's. Here's the question that you have, Dave. You, the the trade deadline is sixteen days away. What's the date? Today's the fourteenth, and the no, the trade deadline is fourteen days because the trade deadline is October twenty eighth, I believe. So, for the Saints, you that means you basically have two more weeks, right? You have two weeks to decide what you're going to do at receiver. And I guess, Dave, the question. Saints have to ask is can Drew Brees coming back fix this and what do you think the Saints believe do you do you believe they're like oh Drew will get back and it'll 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 fix itself you know because they only have two weeks to decide and they have to make that call before Drew Brees gets back so well I mean look I, I don't I don't know whether I don't know whether that means little Jordan Humphrey and Austin Carr are going to start, you know, being that involved. I, I certainly think that Drew will be able to get even more out of Mike Thomas and and Alvin Kamara and uh, Trey Quan and Ted Ginn. I mean, I, I think it. I think our. I think the offense is is going to continue to be. Um, 
you know, heavily favoring those top three, top four guys. Um, but, you know, this past game on Sunday against the Jaguars, this was really the first time where I was when I was watching the game and saying, oh, my God, if Drew Brees was playing this game, uh, you know, I don't think the offense struggles anywhere near what they did, especially in that, like Andrew mentioned, especially in that first half. I mean, this is the first game that Teddy's played where I'm like, uh, oh, if Drew was playing, they definitely uh, would have put up a lot more points. You know, in games prior, it's like Andrew discussed, and I agreed with him, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, even late in 2018, last season, the offense was having trouble moving down the f- field. And um, and I kind of got that impression that maybe some of the offensive troubles earlier this season weren't necessarily Teddy Bridgewater's fault. It was the offense. Um, so this one was different, though. Yeah, that's what I'm I, saying. I, I, yeah, I, I felt like I agree, Dave. Like, I felt like I mean, I in, the, in Dallas- the first half, Teddy was sailing passes. He was way off his his marks. Um, yeah. I feel like there were a lot of plays where, but Drew... he was missing, he was missing open guys. Yeah. 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 I, I felt like in the first game, um, against, uh, Seattle, I couldn't really blame Teddy. I, I couldn't really expect him to play any better. Cause I didn't feel like the plays were there. Same right. thing against Dallas, you know? Yes. I would have liked for the offense to have played better, but I didn't really feel like Teddy was missing guys or right. in th- in this game, the plays were there. Right. Um, I, I just didn't think he was executing. Right. Yeah. And which goes back, which goes back to last week, you know, a lot of people were upset with me or with us about, you know, our hype of Teddy. And uh, I, I think all of us prefaced all of that by saying, we needed to see him have another great game this week. And he did not have that. He did not have, well, I, mean, I started to get bad. You know, he had like 230 yards and you know, it, what one touchdown or whatever. Well, no I started to get, I started to get worried about Teddy against Jacksonville when I was watching Tampa Bay and Carolina from London in the morning. Tampa Bay is just fucking god awful in the secondary, and that's not to say that's not to say Teddy didn't do it. He did it against Tampa, but I think everybody could do it against Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I was so just I, like, oh man, Tampa. Might well, be. Teddy didn't have. I mean, hold on, Teddy didn't have the luxury of seven turnovers either. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think I think a lot of teams are going to look good against Tampa if they get seven turnovers. Um. That's true, but but the thing, and the, and I said this to you, Andrew, on on victory when we did victory money. By the way, you should subscribe to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Ten dollars a month, you get daily podcast. Andrew's grades, they're fucking amazing. Do it. You get a koozie, a magnet, and full access to the podcast. What are you waiting for? You you'll waste ten dollars on stuff that's not nearly as good. Ten dollars a month, do it. Um, but we talked about it, Andrew. Is the thing is. We aren't as frustrated with other people on Saints Twitter or, or analysts or whoever who, who get frustrated with Teddy because he doesn't throw downfield or he doesn't take chances. That doesn't frustrate him, him us as much necessarily. But the thing is, I said to you is, Teddy Bridgewater, he can be really cautious with the ball as long as he completes 75% of his throws, mm-hmm. you know? He can't be cautious and be like a 65% I mean, we'll, we'll, thrower. We'll, we'll, even, we'll even say 70, but yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be yeah. cautious and throw it over Mike Williams' head on a five-yard pass that would have been a touchdown. Like, that makes me want to do hard drugs. No, totally. And that, that's that's what we saw in the first half. It was 3-3, three to three and he missed Ted Ginn too high on an easy third-down conversion. And he missed I – mean, he, he was wild with the football. And – and probably the most frustrating play, I mean, I, I still think Ted Ginn caught that ball, but the most frustrating play was Ginn was at the 15-yard line wide open, and he Bridgewater stepped up in the pocket and tried to throw it downfield to him, and I thought he got his hands under the ball. Sean Payton challenges it. They, they, they keep the play as incomplete, um, but none of that is an issue if he just hits him in the chest, and I, that that to me was really, really frustrating to see him kind of Skip that ball again. Yeah, it was. Um, before we get to the questions, in he the needs chat, to get rid of the gloves. He needs to get rid of the goddamn gloves. <laughs> the gloves, man. Is part I mean, of he's had that his whole career, though. That's not happening. Well, before we get to um, questions, it's funny that you say that, though, Dave, because I remember how mad you used to get 
when Breeze wore the gloves in Seattle, remember? I'm not a fa- I'm not a fan of gloves. <laughs> I'm quarterback. I'm just, you want I'm just your quarterback to I want my quarterback to look like a man, not a maitre d. That's all I'm saying. Um, but before we get to uh, the questions uh, from, by the way, follow us on Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Subscribe mm. to the YouTube Teddy channel. Teddy Bridgewater you know? does look like uh, Alfred a little bit, the butler. You know, Bruce Wayne's butler. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so, people, subscribe to our YouTube channel, even though the live stream this week was a disaster. It'll be better next week, I promise. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Uh and if you list wherever, however you listen to our podcast, rate, uh, subs- rate, subscribe, and uh, follow us. Do whatever you need to do. Uh, Dave, if people want to gamble and win money, by the way, I'm twenty-two, eight and one against the spread this year. But if people wanted to win money gambling online, Dave, what should they do? Uh, well, if you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course you would take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? So if you're going to bet, that's why you should go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Because let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Uh, if you're the kind of guy, if you're kind of like me, you're a little cheap, you only like to bet a little bit, but you still want to win a whole bunch of money, <laughs> try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is always the best time of the year to do it. So join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. When you use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer on the website. That's promo code CHAIR. So visit myboookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, my only loss this week, Andrew, was because I foolishly bet on this team. Just to make it 28-3. to Bryant knocks it through. Arthur Blank loving it, up by 25. But uh, someone asked on the Saints Happy Hour Twitter feed, and this is a great question, and and I'm very conflicted. Uh, The Rams are at Atlanta, and the Rams are a three-point favorite. Of course, Atlanta losing is just fantastic. Matt Bryant missed the extra point to tie the game against Arizona. That was orgasmic. But we hate the Rams. (laughs) And they need to suffer for what they fucking did to the Saints and stole from us in the NFC Championship game. So, Andrew, who do you root for, Rams or Falcons, Sunday? I'm, I'm conflicted. Help me, help me out here. What, what do I need to do? Uh, are you a Saints fan? I am. That should be an easy But the Rams are like – Atlanta's season's already in tatters. Yeah, are, you ta- are, are, are you talking about the Atlanta Falcons? I am. but There you go. I hate the Rams. Yeah. So there you go. See, I, I'm going to root for the Falcons because, like Ralph said, the Falcons are done. Their season's over. They Do they have one win? Do they get they one? one win. Okay, they have one win. So it's okay if they win one more. That's not going to hurt anybody. Um, and then that way the Falcons – I mean, then that way the Rams get another loss. It spreads things out a little bit, makes them both equally shitty – uh, I I think I gotta go for the Falcons. Yeah, it's it's a tough it's a tough call. It it is. I, I, Andrew, I'm gonna. And you know, it's, it's really not even fair that we hate the Rams because the Rams didn't technically. Do oh, this. I don't want to hear it, Dave. The refs did it to us. I don't care. Well, I mean, we need to like we need to. I want. The we Rams need to maintain to our focus on the one true enemy. It's the referees. It's the Rams. And the NFL and Goodell. I hate Jim McVeigh and his smug face and that hyphenated last name guy that caused the penalty whose name I don't remember. Rude. And Brandon Cooks and Jared Goff. I, I just don't like them. I do not like that team. Gardner Johnson is a way better hyphenated name than Roby yes, Coleman. Yes, it is. I I actively root against the Rams, and I love what's going on right now. It's kind of like how most people feel about the Cowboys. Um, but the Falcons are the ultimate trump card. 
Like I, I want the Falcons to go one and fifteen. I don't care if they get the first round pick. Well, if they, here's the, the thing. Pick. Here's the thing. With Dan Quinn. Oh, did did you see what Arthur Blank said the other day? What, no. Oh, he's you know he's basically I think he said and I quote um, that he needs to see some improvement before the buy. Otherwise, there might be some changes. So I, I I think they have about I think the Falcons have three weeks to the buy. So I think Dan Quinn's got to go three and zero in his next three games. So or getting, he's out of here. My dream scenario though is that the Saints humiliate the Falcons so much when Drew Brees gets back that that gets Dan Quinn fired, and that would be the second coach that the Saints beat Atlanta and the next day they either fired the coach or the coach just fled the scene like Bobby Petrino did after the Saints housed them on Monday night. Uh, This is from uh, the pretender, Andrew. Is the Pope to blame for the return of Travis Travaris Cadet? I think the Pope's to blame for the Saints beating Jacksonville. I mean, obviously... (laughs) That was, um, that I don't think amazing. we're using blame the right way. Credit. Yeah, yeah right. Credit. Uh, yeah, true. But, uh, <laughs> Dave, you're always so picky about your semantics. But, yeah, that that was weird. Like, the hashtag Saints thing, and then did he ever delete it, or did he just leave it? I hope not. He left I, it. I feel like so many po- – I mean, I feel like so many people pointed out they were responding like, hey, you shouldn't do this. It's a football team, et cetera. Um, but uh, I kind of thought it was hilarious. No, awesome. he just, just, uh, he just did it since he, he, he left it cause he's the Pope, man. He's like, I don't care. What a, I'm the Pope, man. I'm in foul. I mean, first of all, first of all, he's not actually the one that's tweeting that. I mean, let's, let's be, let's be real. Whoa, 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 so? whoa. No, I think that he's got some social media coordinator. Some, some, some bishop. Yeah. Some, some local. cardinal. Yeah, some low-level uh, deacon. Uh, no, but I don't think he's personally sending out those tweets. I think, I hey. think at the very, I think at the very, very most, he is like dictating them word by word to somebody who's tweeting it. But hey, James might have the question of the week. Since we're bringing back all the washed-up saints, are we? What about bringing back Brandon Coleman? To play wide receiver. Well, you know, I I can't believe I haven't thought of that. What is he up to? Seriously, I think his 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 like his injury like ended his career. Like he had mm. like major like spinal issues. How's but if, Kobe Fleener's concussion? How's that going? <laughs> What's Lance Moore up to? He's I think he works for the Saints. Devery Henderson. That, I don't know what he's doing. Have you seen Devery Henderson lately? No. Is he, he, is, he is corpulent. <laughs> oh, yeah? It's <laughs> a good How redeemed... Oh, Dave, this is a good question. How redeemed is Jared Cook in your eyes? This is a question for me. This sounds like a question for you, Ralph. I mean, I'm proud of myself. I saw a man infested with the Marlboro stink, the Marlboro fantasy stink, and I took all available measures to cleanse him. I traded him. We got him full of antibiotics, and I think he's on the road to recover. He's going to catch 45 passes, and he's going to be okay, I think. I think, you know. Am I wrong? Do either of you disagree with me? I probably disagree with you. Yes. Over under Andrew forty five catches for Jared Cook. Uh, I, I think he's getting better. I, I just think there there's a reality with him that it, it's always going to be up and down. I think he may have another good game or two, and just when we're like, he keeps pulling me back in, and you're you're like, oh yeah, Jared <laughs> Cook's pretty good after all. He's having a good season. He's turning it around, and then he has that awful fumble or that terrible drop, and you're like, God, just Jared just as. Just as he's solidifying his beautiful rapport with Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Brees the, is going to come back and ruin everything. The only reason I like him better than Kobe Fleener is I, I feel like he has after-the-catch ability, which Fleener never really had. But he, Plus catching the, ability. Nah, he's, he's hit or miss with the catching, <laughs> like Kobe Fleener. I, I, I think it's way more similar to the Kobe Fleener experience than you guys 
are comfortable admitting. Yeah, I mean, I think Jared Cook, like he showed me some. He's he's gonna ha- he's got he's got a monster game coming up, like a six for a hundred and twenty and two, coming up, and it'll probably be against me in fantasy. Probably. Uh, <laughs> this is from Raymond Andrew. This is a good one. Is Mickey Loomis going to have to take out a second mortgage on the dome in order to pay Kamara, Lattimore, Ramchek, and Bell? Don't forget on Yamada, Raymond. Well, it's funny. I texted Ralph during the game when Chauncey Gardner-Johnson made that open field tackle a yard short of the first down on Leonard Fournette in the open field. And that was the first time watching that play. I was like, oh, my God, what a play by Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Does this mean that maybe they let Von Bell walk? Maybe. I the mean, they can't, pay, they can't pay everybody. And, and I just think defensive linemen are harder to find than safeties. Yeah, I, yeah, I think – Hey, Onyemata has to stay. And also, like Triplett said on the podcast, that he thought Bell would be more expensive between the two. The I'm not is, sure though, I agree with that, but I, he, I don't know. I mean, he, part of thing, it's like the Saints have their is, number, right? Yeah, the thing is, Andrew, is the safety market. Remember two years ago, the Saints signed Coleman, and they, got out in, they thought they were getting out in front of the market, and it collapsed, and no safeties yeah. got paid. And then last year, yeah. everybody was paying safeties. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. So they so they did get in front of the market. They were just two years in front of the market. <laughs> <laughs> Reichert, I can't believe we didn't we didn't think of this name. If we're bringing back washed up Saints, uh, Andy Tanner at wide receiver. I mean, oh, yeah, this could be his year to finally break out. <laughs> after they sign him and cut him fifteen times. So, what's Adrian Harrington doing? Not football-related activities. I, That's what he's fucking I, I, doing. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll take Fat Devery Henderson over that. <laughs> Corpulent. I would take Eric yeah. Martin over that. Yeah. Um, I would take Ralph over that. Joe Horn. No, you don't mean that. No, you don't mean that. Uh, you know, we uh, – we're talking. I was talking to Andrew before the podcast, and I wish I would have done this as like a roundtable question uh, today that we could have discussed. Um, but Dave, if Teddy goes six and zero as Saints quarterback, you know, not that it, it it's not like you one mean of them. When when he goes six when when he goes six and zero, where does it rank on? Holy shit, that happened. Saints regular season moments. I was trying to think of crazy regular season Saints things that happened. I was thinking of Aaron Brooks's first start against the Rams in 2000 when the Rams had won the Super Bowl. The Saints had lost Jeff they lost Jeff Blake and Ricky Williams in consecutive weeks. Aaron Brooks makes his first start. The Saints go to St. Louis and win. That going was going pretty... 3 going 3 and 0 with Danny Werfel was Oh, cool. that's good. Going through um winning the opening game in 2005 the Katrina year at Carolina. Oh was, yeah. That was Looking back at it, that was pretty fucking insane that a team that was practicing in a parking lot in San Antonio did that. Um, but <laughs> I think you just did it to Andrew. Danny Werfel going 3-0. and <laughs> How did that happen? How did that 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 really happened. If the chat – if the live stream had worked, I'm sure people would come up with good suggestions. But if you're listening on Patreon uh, – Use uh, the comments as your suggestions as the craziest regular Saints regular season moment. And by the way, we are up to 61 people using the custom RSS feed in Patreon. We only have 180 of you people to go. Paste it. It's in the right-hand corner if you log into Patreon. Patreon. Paste the, copy the RSS feed. Paste it into whatever player you use to get your podcast. And it will put in... The paid content from Patreon, and you don't have to use your password. You don't have to log into Patreon, no, Patreon, none of that nonsense. Just paste it in, and you get all the paid content into the player that you use. And if you want to, you can share it like a net, Netflix password and have 20 people getting Saints Happy Hour for one person paying. So do it. And feel like you're stealing. Uh, last week, the Saints went to Jacksonville, and the line went from a pick to Jacksonville by three by the time of kickoff. Andrew, 
this week the Saints go to Chicago and are they I don't know if it's official if they're face if they're gonna face Chase Daniel or they're gonna face Mitchell Trubisky uh, at quarterback. Uh, but the Bears are a three and a half point favorite either way. Um, thoughts on this game. And oh by the way, no Hakeem Hicks Sunday for the Saints. Oh I, yes, this is great. You already pronounced it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still can't do it. So still good. got it, Ralph. You still got it. Still got it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I got to pick the Saints to lose. It's it, it's four in a row now. Hakeem Hicks. I can't I can't break the streak. I, I mean, I feel like it's working in the Saints' favor if I pick them to lose. So I I have to fall on that sword again. I mean, it's not it's it's really not just Saints games. It's every game I bet on is wrong too. It's you like are I, you are in the you you Andrew. Tell the people how much you are in the hole. You well, you had a disaster of a weekend and you topped it off Sunday night, going even making it even worse, which you oh, didn't oh, think was. Oh, uh, I, I just picked the Packers too, and they're they're not going to oh cover. Oh my! God. Yeah, so I, I've I'm wrong on like seven picks in a row or something like it's unbelievable i i am so ice cold um but uh although i guess the packers still have a shot at covering but i i uh yeah so i feel like i'm doing the saints a favor here and i've got to pick the bears um regardless of what i believe at this point i I just i have to pick against the Saints. play that man his money is that your rookie just coming for you yeah exactly yeah he's gonna be coming to my place and breaking my knees here pretty soon <laughs> so, uh, but uh so yeah I'll, I'll pick the bears and i i think the saints will lose in the last seconds on a traverse cadet fumble oh my god but we'll get into this game later in the week as to what to look for but but dave bears three and a half point favorite uh, when was the last time the saints went to chicago and won andrew can you remember was that was it Pierre Thomas, hundred yards yeah. receiving, no, hundred yards rushing? No, they didn't win that. They didn't win that game. Oh yeah, you're right. I can't wait. Have they, they didn't. Have they? No. Been... What? What? No, no. They won the Pierre Warren game. Remember when he had two interceptions? Oh, the that's the one. Yeah. The last game of the season. No, there was like it was late in the season. It was like week fourteen or fifteen. But I remember Pierre Warren. Like, all the Saints fans got excited about him, even though he was utter garbage. But that was, like, the one game. Yeah, he caught, yeah, he caught he, two – was it two or three? I think it was two ducks by Jay Cutler. Yeah, it was Jay, – Jay Cutler was throwing him punts. It was just – smoke, Smoking Jay Cutler. <laughs> smoking Jay Cutler. <laughs> that was great, man. I was watching that in Vegas with, like, surrounded by Bears fans. And, I, and they were like, your defense is terrible. Cutler's going to destroy you. And I'm just, like – Tackling is Cutler is just throwing pick after pick. It was great. Um, that was a very un- improbable win. I feel like yeah. this defense was so bad. Well, I mean, any time anytime the defense did anything remotely competent, we were like, yes! That's when Terrence Frederick was starting at corner over Stanley Jean-Baptiste. <laughs> oh, those were the days. And I'm telling nope. you, no, they weren't. No, they Atlanta, weren't. Atlanta's they were defense, Atlanta's defense is in that vicinity of bad this year. But Dave, uh, who you got? Well, this is a tough. This one makes me nervous. Um, to be honest with you, it's Chicago. No, at you, you, sh- you shouldn't be nervous. I picked the, I picked the Bears to win. <laughs> In Chicago, at Chicago, it's going to be cold. Right now, I'm looking at the forecast right now. It says it might be raining. Uh, high of 62, low of 50. Bears coming off a bye. Bears coming off a bye. Um, uh, but despite the cold weather, that's not going to bother Teddy two gloves because he's got the gloves. His hands will be nice and warm. And... Uh, but really, the only way I and, and Chase Daniel, if he plays, I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about him knowing the Saints defense because he will. He hasn't been on this team for years. He doesn't know anything about our defense anymore. Um, Thanks to but, Andrew's dad. The trade deadline is Tuesday, October 29th at four o'clock. Continue. There Dave. we go. Still still time to get trade Drew Brees and get us a good receiver. Um, I. 
I think if the Saints win this game, it's going to have to be like a lot of these games we've seen. It's going to be a low-scoring game. The defense is going to have to win it. I'm definitely worried about Khalil Mack. I mean, I know the Saints' offensive line, Ramchek, they've done a good job of of negating star defensive line guys. Um, But, I mean, Khalil Mack right now is kind of on another level. So I'm a little worried about him. But uh, I'm going to say Saints win. And uh, but it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I'm going to say Saints win ten to seven. My God! Hey, that that would that would be awesome. Hey, if there's any people are back in the chat room, the chat room actually did get fixed. If there's any gambling degenerates in the chat room, and you have like a website that you subscribe to that you can pull up data, I I can't ever remember this happening, Andrew. The Saints are the lowest total on the board Sunday. The Saints-Bears total is 38 and 38, a half. 38, right? Yeah, What's I, I'd pick the under on that. I'll pick the under on that. I mean, but for the Saints to have Drew Brees and to be the lowest, I mean, I know they don't have Drew Brees, but in the 14 years they've had Sean Payton, I bet you they've never been the lowest total on the board, ever. To be 38 we and a always, half is something. We always wanted the defense to be just good enough for Drew Brees to win, and now we've got a defense that's good enough for Teddy Bridgewater to win. It just goes to show that you're better off having a good defense and a bad offense than the opposite. Yeah, I, um, if, if that ain't if that ain't the truth. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking at it, Ralph, and we were correct. 2014 was the last time the Saints played in Chicago. Um, they also played in 2013, the year prior. But the Saints have actually won against the Bears four times in a row. So the Saints have a good streak going. Uh, Sean Payton, uh, basically. You'll remember they played him twice in 07, right? Or was that 06? They played him twice. They played him twice in 06. They just played him the one time. Um, Okay, yeah. Basically, since 2011, they've played four times in 11, 13, 14, and 17. Uh, And the Saints have won four in a row, including twice in Chicago in 13 and 14. But we were correct. That 2014 year, which is the most recent win in Chicago, Last time they played in, uh, well, what was Soldier Field? Is it still Soldier Field? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I don't think okay, so, uh, yeah, they won in 2014, and that was the Jake Cutler game where he threw two picks. Threw two picks to Pierre Warren and actually threw one to Patrick Robinson. Wow. Patrick Robinson. First time around, Patrick Robinson. Yeah. Uh, Second I'm, time around. I, I think... Teddy Bridgewater is going to secure his bag, as the kids like to say. I think the Saints are going to win 27-10 to 10 and look amazing and just curb stomp the, the Bears. Because I think, I think the Bears have serious fucking problems on offense. Their offensive line is beat up. Trubisky is garbage. Chase Daniel... Although he's made like $40 million in his career, he's never actually done anything ever pretty much so i just think the saints are going to win this game and teddy's going to look amazing but i said it earlier that jared cook is due for his monster game it's happening sunday he's catching six for 110 and two scores so how about that i think you're out of your mind i do too but i love it is it uh, is it time to give my weekly uh, spe- speaking? Yes, go ahead. Speak, speaking of the hype train, is it time to give my weekly uh, Tulane Green Wave update? Yes, the Saints, <laughs> Tulane, and LSU are combined sixteen and two. I mean, yeah, this has got to be like the best weekend. The it's best. The golden uh, age. It's- yeah, for Louisiana football. I mean. Tulane? They're twenty six. They're twenty. They're the highest team in votes, right? Unranked team in votes. Is that correct? That is correct. So we're basically they're twenty sixth. They win yep. this week. They're getting ranked because Memphis. They got oh, to. Yeah. They got to win. Yeah, they we will win, be. Man. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited Dave, to be making the. Trip. Are you confident about this game, Dave? Yeah, I am. We beat we beat them last last year. They, I'm feeling good. The, the, the Green Wave won me money on Saturday, so I'm on the Green Wave. Hype yeah, you train are. wagon. Hey, hey, man! I had uh, 
Indiana, minus 24 against Rutgers. I had Tulane, minus 34 against Connecticut. Uh, I'm just giving you all winners and free money, and you take it, you know? So, but, so, this will wrap up today's show. Again, we're super excited about the live show December 14th at Tracy's. Uh, We'll have more information for you guys in the next couple days. But like I said, once you see the RSVP link, do it, RSVP, do whatever you have to do to be there December 14th. You RSVP early. You get a T-shirt, a koozie, and a magnet when you show up. Compliments of us. It's going to be amazing or a disaster. But either way, you can break out your iPhone and take a picture with us. So it'll all I mean, be it's gonna it. It's going to be the first time that we've ever done a show together in the same room, too. So yes. who knows? Like, so that means like the chemistry is going to be like times 100 yeah, uh, me and Dave will be making out. It's gonna be, it's just gonna be filled with sexual energy. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's actually right, Dave. We have never done never. a show in the same room I, ever. I've done. Okay, well, first of all, we don't pronounce room that way, but um, I've done it with Kevin. Kevin and I have been in the same place. You know, it's together, with you guys. Yeah. yeah, you and you and Kevin did it at a loggers one time. That was. So, for Dave, Andrew, for Kevin, who's MIA, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Sorry about the live stream, guys. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.